Today's show is sponsored by the New Orleans Bourbon Festival. Come take in everything the Big Easy has to offer while participating in one of the top bourbon events in the world in New Orleans, Louisiana, March 20th to 23rd, 2019. Get your tickets now at neworleansbourbonfestival.com. Today's show is also sponsored by Wilson Artworks. Bourbon fans, if you're looking for heirloom quality handcrafted copper cups coated in silver, Wilson Artworks has the perfect mint julep cup or jigger for you. Check them out at wilsonjulepcups.com. Happy New Year, Bourbonites. Happy New Year. Welcome to Bonded and Bourbon. First episode of 2019, Armand and Samar here. Mm-hmm. What did Together, you do on New Year's Eve? I sat here on the couch with you in silence, right? I meditated yeah. and reflected. We did a lot of self-reflecting and a lot of snuggling, too. And we looked. At, we saw the fireworks. And we saw the fireworks yeah. from out the window. Mm-hmm. So we did not drink bourbon on New Year's Eve. Did um, we? Yeah, I think we did. No. No, not really. We didn't do a lot. Of, we didn't, no, we no, didn't. We just, just chilled out, relaxed. Reflect, like I said, reflected on a year. It's a great year for yeah. bonded and bourbon. It was a great year. 2018 was a great year. It was really a great year for bourbon, period, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. Lots of great releases. Lots of interesting things going on in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, people making lemons, <laughs> out, people making lemonade out of lemons, like warehouse collapses and <laughs> things like that. So, yes, it was a good year. It was a good year for, for, for whiskey in general. Yeah. So, what know. was your favorite whiskey this year? <sighs> um... My favorite whiskey of the year. I mean, whiskey, it's so varied and so different. All of them are. I'd almost have to have a favorite, you know, category, you know what I mean? By category, almost a favorite Japanese and a favorite uh, Scotch. Complicated. What was and, your favorite favorite? Or give me your, your favorite. Run down your uh, list. I'll give you off the top of my head in no specific order, I would say... My list would include uh, E.H. Taylor Four Grain. Mm-hmm. It would also include the um, Habiki Seventeen. Didn't we finish that? That we killed that. Also, I would say some very pleasant surprises. Uh, that old Bardstown. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. From uh, that was that was yeah the bottled and bond yeah that was just yeah. such a really really great and pleasant surprise yeah we got to get more when we go back to Kentucky yeah yeah, yeah. so I mean and also um, I would say that one of my also most pleasant surprises and most enjoyable sips uh, is what we're going to be reviewing today yeah the yeah. Uh, Calumet Calumet Farm ten year. <laughs> Um, and that was something that I had not even heard of before we went up to Louisville in back in April. Yeah, and came across it there, 
and grabbed a bottle of it. And it has been one of the most enjoyable sips, definitely, of 2018 for me. And yeah. we're going to share a little bit more on that. We've uh, been kind of fighting guys. over this bottle. We don't really fight No, over because bottle. every time I come here, this bottle gets lower and lower. I promise, I promise that we don't drink any of it. I don't let Melvin come and drink any of it. None of Melvin's my boys we come over <clears throat> and drink any of it. It literally, you come over, you come in town, you sip it. Yeah. It's you don't sip the first, it. Yeah, it's the first thing I'd pull You drink out. it. <laughs> and it lowers the level. And then you put it back. And the next time you see it, a month later... You come and look at it and say, this bottle is lower. Who's been drinking out of my bottle? <laughs> and that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Uh-huh, sure. Are you going to ask me what my favorites were? I guess. What are your favorites? <laughs> You're getting funny. What were your favorite whiskeys? <laughs> so I have to say my favorite. Um, I was introduced to George T. Stagg earlier this year in New Orleans um, by our friend Mark Pagani. Friend and favorite, one of our favorite photographers, Mark Pagani, bought me my first dram of Stag, and I instantly fell in love. But I want to say, yeah, that old Barstown bottle and bond was probably my favorite. Like, I want to stock up on that. Our own barrel release, our own bottle with Maker's Mark looks amazing. It's the highest rated whiskey of all time. Shameless plug. <laughs> and, um, the Calumet is one of my favorite, but you know what I really love still? Mm-hmm. And like I actually crave it because I left the bottle here. Mm-hmm. Um, my Elijah Craig, my, my <laughs> Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. I love that. Our Elijah Craig <laughs> Barrel Proof <laughs> is a very tasty bottle. It's a little high. Proof. That's why it's mine and not ours. I still thought it was very flavorful. I preferred the Knob Creek 120. Oh, yeah, you did. Um, But the the Logic Craig isn't bad. You know what I also think is on your list of favorites, but you forgot about it? I'm listening. At McAllen 15. Oh, yeah. I was going to get to that. I was going to get to my scotch list. Oh, after I just said, well, you have to have a scotch. You have to have a burger. And you said, shut up and get to the point. And now you're like, I was working up to my scotch list. <laughs> yes. So what's on your scotch list then? Oh, yeah. I totally fell in love with all things McAllen. Especially <laughs> all the McAllen. The double O. Yep. The 12. Yes. The double O. I mean, the, oh, the you double- know what else? Um, so the Macallan 15 is definitely my favorite, but that Balvini the Caribbean Bal- cast. The Balvini Caribbean cast. Mm-hmm. Fire and Cane. And Fire and Cane. That was, that was my list. That was my scotch list. Yeah. Scotches, scotches. As I said, 2018 was a great year. Not great just for year. bourbon. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of the scotch distillers are doing a lot of creative things as well. And Japanese whiskey just exploded this year, and now you can't find, nah, I can't find any, any of it. Man, I tell you. Yeah. I was drinking Yamazaki back when you could get a bottle of Yamazaki 12 for 40 bucks. Now you can't find it. Now I got bottles in the back of my cabinet that I'm scared to look at because <laughs> I fear they might disappear. So, yeah. Okay, let's get to it. What are we getting to? Well, you already said we're doing Calumet. 
yes, we're gonna do Calumet for ten year, not the yeah. twelve year. No, this is the the ten year single rack black. Single so rack black. we'll get into that. Happy New Year, you guys. We'll be right back after the break and we'll dive into it. This is Bonded and Bourbon. As an executive bourbon steward, can you tell the audience why this training is so invaluable? Absolutely. The reason why this class is approved by the KDA is that all the top bars, restaurants, and distilleries are sending their employees to executive bourbon steward certification at Moonshine University. There's simply no other course that offers training that is more comprehensive and has a deeper look at bourbon than executive bourbon steward certification. We're talking raw ingredients, production, history, brands, sensory training, and much more. You spend a day getting education for knowledge that you will use for a lifetime. Renee, people want to get involved. How can they do exactly that? Well, you can head over to staventhief.com to register for a class today. Steve, give everyone five good reasons to go to the 2019 New Orleans Bourbon Festival. Absolutely, Renee. I got this. Number one is bourbon celebrities. No event out there offers you more one-on-one time with your favorite people from the industry. Second one is education. The classes that they offer are no joke. You learn a lot from the educational seminars at the New Orleans Bourbon Festival. The third thing is bourbon itself. Let's not forget while we're there. You get unlimited pours from like 150 different offerings, I think Tracy said last year. We're talking different bourbons from, I don't know, 40 different, 50 different distilleries. It's amazing. So that's really cool. And there's even food from the city of New Orleans. So if you like New Orleans, you'll get an opportunity to go out and see the city itself. But when you come to the grand tastings and things like that, those restaurants actually come to you. So you get an opportunity to do that. The fifth and final reason, of course, is the ABV network itself. We're the official podcast of the New Orleans Bourbon Festival. While you're there, you can meet the team, buy merchandise, attend a screening of our new movie, stop by while we're podcasting. Basically, we are all about the New Orleans Bourbon Festival. Renee, I think people want to get involved. How can they do exactly that? Well, you can head over to NewOrleansBourbonFestival.com to get your tickets today. We'll see you there. Welcome back to Bonded and Bourbon. This is New Year's Day episode. Uh, This is Armand and Samara. Hey. We are about to dive into Calumet Farm 10-year single rack black. Mm Mm-hmm. And we kind of came across this one in an interesting way. So why don't you tell them about it? Well, we were driving up from Atlanta to Louisville for our first exclusive excursion that we did um, last year. We can finally say last year now. Um, and we stopped at, what's the name of the liquor number two? Exit Two Liquors. Exit Two Liquors, right. <laughs> and um, it was brought to us by a suggestion for one of our members in Black Bourbon Society to stop at that liquor store. Yeah, by Charles, Charles. By Charles Oldham. Shout out to Charles. Um, hey, Charles. And so... We went in, and you picked this one up. What made you pick it up? Well, she, uh, the, the 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 lady that was working there, um, we were looking through the selection. It was a, it was a good. I mean, it was a decent selection, a, a yeah. good selection for for a stop that's literally you pull off the highway, yeah. like you think about it, like it's a gas station, and then right next to the gas station, there's like a liquor store, and right. but they had. 
uh, a really good selection. It was literally exit number two off of uh, I-65 North uh, coming up from Nashville into uh, Kentucky. And she just said that it was really good. And I asked her, I am an, I'm an avid uh, horse racing fan. So I'm familiar with the name Calumet because um, they, they know they the, horse the breeding, farm. horse breeding. Yep. And I asked her, was this the same? She said, yes, <laughs> it was the same. Uh, and so I bought it. Based off of that. Based off of, based off of that. Yeah. Um, and... You know, we really enjoyed it yeah. very much. So just a little fact on the, t- this is a 10 year bourbon. It's 92 proof. Um, they don't have the exact percentages on it, but it is a mash bill of corn, rye and barley. Um, but the reason why they call it, uh, you know, the single black, the single rack black it's um, bottled in small batches, so it's literally 19 barrels. So they actually define, you know, most people don't define what small batches, but they define their small batches being 19 barrels that all come from a um, specific center cut rack in their uh, in their rick house. And so, of course, the they're all from charred white oak barrels, and um, they're kind of in that center. So they've got the perfect balance of the heat and the the humidity, um, and it just goes into an amazing selection of whiskey, I think. What do you think? I think so, too. So All right. Let's, so let's go ahead and dive on yeah, into let's do it. it. So we'll start off with the appearance. I'll go, I, I guess I'll go first. I thought the appearance was very, very interesting, especially in relation to the others that we've done. It was a light gold, but we've had some that we consider to be light gold. But this yeah. to me was almost like a metallic light gold, mm-hmm. like almost like gold flakes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was, you know, wasn't necessarily the way the light, light was hitting it because um, it was a cloudy day. So yeah. <laughs> there was no sun. we haven't seen the sun in like three days in Atlanta. Right. So um, I thought that, so I thought the color was pretty unique. Um, the label, I think, is really nice, informative, um, goes as far as to even to tell you, like you said, the 19 barrels, yep. the and rack, rack number, the rack from. number that it's from. Uh, and the bottle, I think, is very uniquely shaped. Mm-hmm. Certainly is not designed for a well. No. You know, they certainly think highly of their product, as yeah. they should. You yeah. Know? Uh, and so it's made to sit on your top shelf, that bottle. Yeah, uh, and I think it's so. I think that I I think it's, it was very good, very nice appearance. Yeah, what about you. Well, I love the appearance of the bottle. I think the shape is very unique, and again, you know, going more thinking more lines along along the lines of being artistic and the marketing aspect of it. It is very classic. This is a premium bottle of whiskey, so you never find it on anybody's shelf. Um, and yeah, I just, I love the font. I love, you know, it's got the little, so you do know it comes from the horse farm, mm-hmm. horse racing farm. It does have a little emblem here of, um, of a horse, mm-hmm. um, mounted by a jockey. And, um, you know, as far as the color is concerned, we're sitting up here looking at it now next to our, uh, private barrel, a private labeled, um, um, Maker's Mark Barrel Select that we have, and the color is strikingly different. This is definitely golden, like a light hay, mm-hmm. whereas you know our bourbon sitting next to it is almost like a reddish dark. You know, I don't even know, like a dark leather type mm-hmm. of color. So th- this is very bright and shiny, and you know, um, 
and golden, mm-hmm. and, you know, even brighter than brass. So um, that's how I felt. Now on the nose, um, I got pecan immediately on this one. Um, and I absolutely love pecans. So I got, I got pecan, um, also picked up a lot of that pine wood immediately. Um, lots of sorghum and, um, maybe even like a burnt caramel on the nose. Um, and then also towards the end, as I, you know, I sat here and then just let it breathe a little bit. Um, I picked up notes of hinted, um, like a hint of cherry and lemon zest. Interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah. So I got a lot of different scents, some of which I'll, I'll be sure to read, some of which I couldn't identify. Really? There was, but it was so floral mm-hmm. and so much on the nose. Um, I got light chocolate notes. Really? Some licorice. Mm-hmm. Not, and not like... Um, with the 1792 from mm-hmm. last week, where I said like red licorice and red jelly rice. This was more of a darker licorice, like a black licorice, but not necessarily in a bitter kind of way, because that combined um, with the flower, the flowery scents, uh, I thought made for a really, really full, full experience on the nose. Also got some light grain notes. Mm-hmm. On the nose, um, maybe that's a little bit of the corn mm-hmm. kind of coming through, but it wasn't a um, really super sweet, right? On the nose. Right. Now moving, going into the taste, definitely got the sweetness. You did definitely mm-hmm. got the sweetness on the taste, almost like um, like a blue agave. It oh my was. God. <laughs> it was like a syrupy sweetness on the palate. And so that's something that um, I actually don't mind. I actually kind of like that in my bourbons. Uh Um, Some people like a more drier, especially cigar smokers, will like a little bit more drier uh, finish. I mean, not finish, but just taste on on their bourbons. But I really like that. like I said, it's like an agave. Um, didn't get a lot of fruit on it. Really? Didn't get a lot of fruit uh, on the taste. Um, more grasses and grains mm-hmm. um, than fruits. And so, like, I did get pick up the hay yeah. that you got on the nose. Yeah. Um, I definitely got that uh, on the palate, probably mid-palate. I got that. And then towards the end... Just a little bit of caramel. So you said burnt caramel. You got that burnt caramel in the nose. I got cooked to add towards the finish. So after I get the 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 syrupy the syrupy sweetness, I get the grasses. I get the grains, and then just a little, just a little hint of that caramel uh, at the end. So what about you on on the table? This is going to be so funny. So I actually wrote down. And first of all, I'm allergic to agave, but that's the first thing I wrote down <laughs> is that. <laughs> That, yeah, totally got this agave taste to it. Um, and But I did also pick up some fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is sweet, but not like sorghum or honey, but that agave taste. Um, I got high citrus. I picked up grapefruit in this one. Grapefruit? Yeah. That's my fruit. That's my fruit. That's that my, is. And my juice. I didn't pick it up. But yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I've been drinking all your grapefruit you juice for the past few days. Raiding my grapefruit stash. So um, I picked up a new flavor in that. So I was able <laughs> to find, <laughs> I picked up that tasting note of grapefruit. Um, but then I I got a, on the, so I got a little bit of the butter popcorn in too, like as I kept sipping and mm. more things kept coming up. So um, it was light with like light butter popcorn. Um, that that grapefruit totally came through, and then towards the back end of it, um, I got a little bit of bubble gum. Did you? I did. It was something sweet. It was really sweet, and it was it was I mean, a, it was a really yeah yeah definitely definitely a a, a sweeter bourbon. Yeah. You know, so for the listeners that enjoy those notes, uh, I think if you really like a maker's. Right, with the caramel and the vanilla. Uh-huh. If you really like a seventeen ninety two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that this would be up your alley. Right. It's not the same as those mm-hmm. because they I think both of those have their own complex flavor profiles. Mm-hmm. But this definitely can stand right alongside one yeah. of those yeah. two bourbons for um, sure. Something I think that really did kind of differentiate it from especially those two. Right. That uh was the mouthfeel. Yeah. Thought it was kind of light mm-hmm. on the mouthfeel. Medium to light, mm-hmm. not very viscous. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely had to have a big swallow to really coat your mouth. Yeah. Um, that I thought was definitely kind of, it was kind of different, but maybe to be expected given the appearance. Mm-hmm. It yeah. didn't indicate that it was going to be necessarily. A full body bourbon, a heavy pour. Yep. So that was, you know, on the mouthfeel, that was kind of more along the lines of what I got. What'd you get? Yeah, same thing. I got medium, uh, medium bodied for sure. And I just really felt like it did have a, a, it had a decent texture to it. Again, that's where I really felt that light buttered popcorn feel Mm. was in the mouthfeel. Um, but then when I got to the finish, that's kind of when that bubble gum and that um, that minty bubble gum feel kind of lingered. And it was. Finish. Yeah. And it, but it was soft and smooth. So it wasn't like all of a sudden mm-hmm. even a spearmint. But it was soft and it was smooth and it was inviting to go back and continue to sip. So I thought the finish was it was medium length, but it was a little light in the in my in my chest. Yeah. So it stayed yeah. with me a medium length of time. I didn't get the hug that I typically like to get. And again, that may be a function of the lightness of the sweetness of it. it was yeah. it's a it's a ninety two proof, which is good. That's a bit lower end of my preferred range, but it's still I mean that's in my range that I really like. Yeah it is. I did get a little bit of toasted oat, I thought, uh on the finish. Uh it sat well with me. But I w- it, it didn't jump out like wow me on the finish, and okay. so it was, it was decent. Okay, you know. So, um, but I calculated, got my scores together. Yeah, I'm you ready got your for scores together. I'm like I actually have She's them ready. written She's got down. Got scores together. I'm prepared. All right. Well, we will take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get into our scores and our rating for Calumet Farm Single Rack Black Ten Year. This is Bonded and Bourbon. Steve, what's the inspiration for your new book, The Story of 10 Classic Bourbon Cocktails? 
Well, I love everything bourbon, and I tend to read anything I can about the subject. I noticed that many of the articles on classic bourbon cocktails talked about how little is known about the history of these famous drinks. I decided to jump in and start researching the topic. I found it to be a fun adventure, and I think listeners will enjoy this light read. Best of all, my fellow St. Louisan, Jackie Zykan, wrote the forward for me. Steve. I know I want to get a copy of this book. Where is it available? Well, Renee, you can pick it up at your local bookstore, or you can simply head over to Amazon.com and order the story of 10 classic bourbon cocktails. Welcome back, Bonded and Bourbon. Armand and Samar here. We are about to get into our rating for uh, Calumet Farm Single Rack Black 10-Year. And babe, why don't you start with your score for appearance? So for appearance, I, um, you know, I love the way this bottle looks, love the classiness of it, um, and the story behind the Single Rack Black. Like, it is a true small batch. Um, so I gave it a 9 for the appearance. I too gave it a nine for the appearance. Um, I really love the the light golden flaky, you know, color of it. I love the bottle and the label. Mm-hmm. Um, really love that. And so I gave it a nine on the appearance. On the nose, I also gave it a nine. Really? Um, I really love the uh, concophony of scents that came uh, that came uh, forth. Uh, the licorice, the chocolate, the light grains, all that combined, the flor- the florals, I thought was spectacular. And so I, uh, I also got, gave it a nine on the uh, on the nose as well. What about you? I'm sorry. We just have to recognize that you are bringing in new vocabulary words into the year of 2019. <laughs> what like did the, you just say? Concophony? A concophony. And, and please spell and define. A concophony. <laughs> A concophony. Now you're you're gonna force me now with that spell. I'm gonna have to Google that. Just uh, tell con- what it is while I Google. How no, it's a it's it's the a con- so a concophony. The definition of a concophony is plentiful, a bountiful, a a a, a, a large amount. But the way you spell it is c a c o p h o n y. For those that want to. Use the word, but yes. big words in 2019. <laughs> of, of sense. So, okay. I know our listeners did you, are like, did you what? also get a concophony of flavor notes when you tasted it? I did. <laughs> I gave it an eight. You gave it an eight on the taste. Okay. Wait, no, we're on the nose. I asked you for your. I didn't. You did the nose. I, I didn't do the nose. The pants and the nose. So I gave, but I did give it a nose for, um, I gave it an eight for the nose and the taste. Mm -hmm. And so on the taste, I also, I gave it an eight as well. Okay. So I thought that, I mean, I thought it was good. Like I said, I got the agave notes, which is really unique. And for those who don't try not to drink a lot of, or, or, or eat a lot of sugar, uh, you know about agave syrup. Uh, and use that as a as a natural sweetener. Mm-hmm. That's very much what this tasted like. Um, got the grasses and the grains, the caramel. So I gave it an I gave it an eight uh, on the taste as well. The mouthfeel, uh, not necessarily what I prefer uh-huh. on the mouthfeel. I gave it a six. 
Uh, it was a little light, not very viscous. I prefer uh, things going to have a heavier mouthfeel, be a little more meaty. And so um, I gave it a six on the mouthfeel. What about you? Um, I gave an eight. An eight? On the yeah. Mouthfeel. I didn't think it was meaty either. Mm-hmm. But I did enjoy the flavors that still lingered and that, you know, that wash of butter. Mm-hmm. I really did enjoy that as well. Um, and I turned around and I gave it an eight for the finish. Okay. The finish is short, the finish, but it's smooth, mm-hmm. right? Like whiskey's not supposed to burn, especially if it's not high proof. Mm-hmm. So it's fine that it was very smooth and we didn't have a Kentucky hug. I'm okay with that. Um, and I did enjoy that bubble gum, that minty flavor that kind of just lingered, mm-hmm. um, and it made me want to go ahead and start the whole process over again. Well, I, I was not as okay as you with not having my Kentucky hug, mm-hmm. um, and so I gave it a seven mm-hmm. on the uh, on the visit. So it wasn't bad, mm-hmm. it, but it was a little short, uh, and it did not it didn't sit with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Uh, I guess I would say really the actual finish, the process of swallowing was a medium uh, to short. But then once you swallow it, the hug, you didn't really, I didn't get the hug. Mm-hmm. It didn't like kind of sit like a, like a light in my chest for a little while. You know what I mean? It just kind of, kind of went away. Yeah. And so I gave it a seven. So when I added everything up, ended up with a 39 for my final score. What did you end up with? A 41. Not bad. Not bad. Put those together, you end up with an 80. Solid yeah. Solid 80 score. Solid 80. And that's a good score for a good a good bourbon. Yeah. I really loved it. If it you guys can find 50. it, yeah. you know, definitely pick it up. I'm not sure quite wh- how widely it's distributed. We got our bottle in Kentucky. I believe that the 12-year is Kentucky only. Really? That was JJ, when I talked with JJ Valentine, um, a BBS member who is lives in Louisville. I think he said that the twelve year is only in is only in Kentucky, but the ten year is very good, very solid, and so I definitely recommend it. Yeah. You know. Well, you know that sounds like something we'll have to hunt for on our next exclusive excursion, which is coming up in April. So next time we're on our way back up to Louisville for our group tour with Black Bourbon Society, we're going to have to stop back by Exit 2 Yep. or go visit our friend JJ who works at probably the best liquor store in Louisville, which is Westport Whiskey and Wine, um, and see if they have a 12-year for us mm-hmm. to add to our collection. Yep. We'll definitely get by there, and we'll tell, we'll have a little bit more detail update uh, for you guys on the um, on the trip on the, on the trip in the, ne- the next next week. Yeah, in the next we'll episode, we'll next give week. you guys an update on that. But first, we had a big announcement for uh, Black Bourbon Society. Yeah, and um, we rolled out official membership program today. So, yeah. So, I mean, if you're a part of our Facebook, our private Facebook community, you are already considered a member of Black Bourbon Society and we truly appreciate your support. Um, But we have offered a tiered membership that allows you to gain more benefits and more perks of um, being a BBS member including um, advance notice of our events when we come to your city. Um, I think our platinum membership includes um, a brand new Glenn glass. We have the lapel pens. Um, we've just got a, um, you get a free, you get to choose between a free event or a gift curated by you and I. 
um, as a thank you gift as a part of that platinum membership as well. Yeah. And we did that because we know that everybody's not going to be always be able to get to the cities where we have events. We try to visit as many cities as we can um, throughout the year, but we know we're not going to be able to get everywhere. So, you know, if you have, if you a member, you want to become a member, you want to have become a platinum member. You want to have the other benefits of being a platinum member. You don't have to, uh, forego necessarily say yeah. that you, you because you can't make it to an event um, we you can choose to have the uh, the branded gift uh, instead and so yeah but even that's at the highest level so we do have you know mid-tier levels as well that you know still include some other great perks and everyone so. should just join the highest level because it's very reasonably priced was well it, they're all reasonably was priced. It, it's a uh, hundred dollars is the highest is the highest level so we wanted to make it something yeah. that everybody could participate in. We're not trying to hit anybody over the head. We offer real value in terms of what you get, uh, what you get, value. you know, for the membership. But yep. uh, and but we wanted to still keep it affordable for everybody. It cost you know less than a less than a really good bottle. Yeah, you know so. That's so, yeah. on the, uh, it's up now. It's on the website blackbourbonsociety.com slash membership. Um, and yeah, learn, find out more information. Also, it gives the link to go directly into the private Facebook group if you haven't already joined the community group there, where we literally talk all day long about whiskey and bourbon and news and all that great stuff. Yep. So. Yep. Well, how else can everybody get in contact with us? Well, you know, Bondage and Bourbon has its own website, bondageandbourbon.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Bonded and Bourbon podcast and on Facebook and Twitter, Twitter at Bonded and Bourbon. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, guys, this wraps up our New Year's week episode, episode one of season, season two, two yep. for Bonded and Bourbon. We are grateful to you guys for supporting us like you did through the first season. And we're going to continue to offer uh, new reviews each week with uh, tasting notes from uh, our very different palettes and yeah. different perspectives. So, And we've got big things coming down the pipeline this year. We've got a couple of special guest interviews already lined up. Like, yep. just tell a friend, give us a five-star review, leave us notes, leave us a message, give us suggestions on what you'd like for us to review. Uh, we truly re- um, we truly appreciate the feedback. So, yep. yeah, thank Absolutely. you for supporting the show. Yep. Thank you guys for all the support. And uh, we'll see we'll see you guys next week. This has been Bonded and Bourbon. Stop. Armand, why would someone be interested in a still from Moonshine Still Pro? Well, there are those that want distilled water, and the stills from Moonshine to Still Pro certainly can do that. Others like the idea of a still in their man cave or she shed. I mean, is it really complete without one? Finally, there are those that are trying to tap into the rebellious American spirit, like was exemplified during the Prohibition era, as people gathered to connect and share a drink. No matter what your personal need for a still is, Moonshine Still Pro has a still that suits it. 
and they have parts that you can't find at your local hardware store if you're trying to build your own. I think people want to know more. Where do they need to go? You can find Moonshine Steel Pro at www.moonshinesteelpro.com. They also have a secret insider site, www.knock3times.com, with the number three, where they often have discount codes and other secret insider content. Funded in Bourbon is part of the ABV Network. For more information or to advertise on the show, please log on to abvnetwork.com. Bonded in Bourbon is created by Bowen Zell Productions.